Hi everyone, this is Danielle Prada of Sip In Soma. And during this podcast, I interview inspirational people in South Orange and Maplewood, New Jersey, who are connecting, collaborating, and contributing to our communities. The next couple of episodes that you'll be hearing from me are no different. I'm doing some special education episodes where I interview school board candidates in South Orange and Maplewood in hopes to bring you the voter a little bit more information about the candidates and help you make a more informed choice when you're voting. Remember to get out the vote on November 6th. Thank you so much for listening and I look forward to chatting you up on Instagram and Facebook. Check me out at Sip in Soma. Thank you. Hi everyone, this is Danielle Prada. I'm excited to bring you a brand new episode, an interview with school board candidate Javier Farfan. And I have been talking about the school board election and trying to help all of you get more informed. Um, So this is just another way that I'm bringing you some more information. I've reached out to all school board candidates and unfortunately some of the stars have not aligned for us to meet up, but there's still time. So I might drop some more episodes next week. Uh, In the meanwhile, please check out this interview, the other interviews I've put out there, and take time to read about the candidates on Village Green. Check out their Facebook groups or their Facebook um, pages and their websites. Um, Do all you can to be informed so you can make a great choice on November 6th. That will help all of our our children succeed. Uh, And without further ado, here is my interview with Javier Farfan. Hi everyone, this is Danielle Parada, and today I have Javier Farfan with us. You got it right. He's going to talk about his candidacy for the school board, and you know how this goes, I'm going to face you for like a minute, and then I'm going to turn to him and we're going to have a conversation, you get to watch that conversation. Those of you listening at home, you can check us out on YouTube if you want to see the video, or you can just listen on your commute, and remember to hit that subscribe button so you can hear more about the candidates and the school board election. So, thank you so much for coming today. Thank you for having me. Yeah, I just, um, I have four questions that I'm asking every candidate. Okay. And I really want to make sure that people can get to know you. Okay, great. So, um, the first question. Thank you for doing this, by the way. Oh, you're welcome. I appreciate it. You're welcome. Yeah. It's really important to me. The school board and the schools are really important to me. So, um, let's get started. So, what do you think are the biggest challenges and biggest strengths of our district? <clears throat> Let's start with the strengths. Yeah. Um, I think the one of the biggest strengths is parents and in the community itself. I've never seen so much, you know, tenacity and like energy about the kids and what we're doing. So I think I think it's a powerful thing because I think we we strive as a community to really figure out how to do it right. Regardless of which side you're on, right, yeah. in, in any of the issues, people really care about getting it right. Yeah. Um, and I think, you know, we're in a time in this country where um, people want to be active civically. So let's figure out how to do that to take us to the right to the place that we need to be as a community nationally and locally. So I think that's that's one important thing. I think the other piece of that um, is that we're diverse, 
And I think there's a power to that, that, you know, we're still having the wrong conversation about diversity, you know, as opposed to be like, hey, those are those kids and we're here and like, you know, we're not harnessing the power of bringing all of us together and that energy and that different type of thinking and, and, and learning process into how we can be a better community, a better platform for kids to learn. So I think there's power there. I think we're just having the wrong conversation about it. And, um, you know, I would just say, <clears throat> I know the infrastructure is not good at this point, but we have a beautiful school system. We have beautiful buildings that you want to learn in them. You know, we have good infrastructure. We have like the groundings of great things, right? So I think there's um, there's a strength there. We just now have to build yeah. and we have to build the right way. Um, so on the on the flip side, I think there are weaknesses also, right? So as you think about yeah. the parents, I love that parents care, but that could be daunting to teachers. I know you were a teacher, so yeah. imagine every parent coming after you, after you're putting your heart and soul into a kid, and you're trying to do the best that you can. Yeah. Um, how do you how do you channel that energy to positivity to empower the teachers to do the right things, you know, or empower the administration? So that's that's a challenge right so it could be a positive or negative <clears throat> i think you know the other piece of that is um from a negative perspective is that you know and i don't think it's a local thing i think it's a national thing people are pointing fingers like i never you know i'm doing this just because i want to help and i have a kid in the that's about to go to the district i care about the community my wife and i decided to be about this community and we're going to put our energy in there as much as we can um but there's a lot of pointing fingers and trying to like go after each other and i don't i don't like that energy you know i think there i think we 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 should kind of stay away from that and then unfortunately we didn't invest in our inf beautiful infrastructure mm -hmm. um which is a challenge you know and um and then one other thing that i think is a challenge or area for development is and I go, I always go back to leadership, you know, you know, from what I'm learning, right? I'm only three and a half years in this community. My, my child hasn't joined the district now, but through this process I'm learning, there hasn't been consistent leadership there. Yeah. Um, and that trickles down, you know what I mean? Like people are kind of like just doing as opposed to creating a vision and operationalize excellence. Um, so I think we have a ton of work to do. Not just the board, whoever we elect, the community needs to align as a team, you know, with the kids, with the administration, with the teachers and say, hey, we're going to be, you know, the community of the 21st century, you know. I mean, we are pumping out very talented kids, you know. Uh, when, I, when I hear about experiences of, I hear a lot of negative experiences from parents and, and kids, but I also hear really positive ones. Right. You know, and... And we need to start listening to those and trying to get every kid to have that type of experience as opposed to like, oh, yeah, that was a bad experience. Let's just focus on that and just stay on that negative right. you know, vibe. So, Did I answer your question? Yeah, that totally answered my question. Do you feel that the constituents, now you've gone through a couple of <laughs> you know, debates, and it's kind of funny because I, I approached all the candidates before the debates, but, <laughs> but you know... <coughs> schedule being what they may they yeah. that was not gonna happen yeah. it's challenging so you've actually gone through some debates and so my second question is really what do you think 
the constituency or the voters say are the <clears> most <throat> challenging problems and what are the strengths, are they different from what you you see or have you learned something new from the debates and do you agree with them? Is it helping inform hmm. like what you're thinking in terms of going forward? No, I think I think everybody's kind of saying uh, the same thing in regards to the key issues and kind of their where their focus is at. I think is the it's the perspective on how to take take on those issues, right? Okay. It's really kind of where you're seeing um, just different approaches. What's very interesting in this whole process is, you know, of course, like this is, you know, a, to a certain extent, a little bit of a competition, right? You have to get the vote. Yeah. So you do an analysis of, okay, who you're running against, and then you understand the issues and you put your point of view. What I, what I found very interesting is I had a perception of, you know, what all the candidates had, like their view on things. But then in the debates, everybody stays very safe and centered. So you're not really understanding where re people really lie in how to attack the situation. Uh -huh. They use a lot of bud buzzwords to say stay safe. So I don't know if the debates are really like driving some real fundamental, you know, conversations on, you know, how to tackle these things. Right. You know, so I feel there's a challenge there. I'm not sure if I answer your question in regards. Well, to thinking more of the voters, yeah. like what do you think? So you you basically answered that. You said the, you think the voters are in line with the same kinds of things that you feel. Yes, yeah. Are I think, strengths and challenges. Yeah. So, yeah. I think one thing that I, we haven't talked about a lot about. I think it always comes up, and I think it's a very passionate point of view um, conversation or, or issue that we have to deal with is special ed. You yeah. Know, I, I you know people care about it because. You know, financially, it's a big part of, you know, the budget. Um, there's, you know, around a little less than 20% of the population are, has classified in that in uh, as special, uh, 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 special needs. So I think that there is, you know, and it's an important task, but I don't think we're, we're talking about it as much as we should be. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so... You mentioned this before, but why are you running? So, yeah. and I think the question is really more like, like, what do you think you can do on the board and what are the skills and kind of, yeah. you know, strategies that you have? Yeah. So, um, why am I running? It's a good question. I, I always kind of say the, the, the similar piece, but I go back to, um, and it's such a cliche, but I'm going to say it. It takes a village to raise a kid, right? Mm -hmm. um, and I, I remember the first day we got to our home. Um, Natalie and I sat in the home. We had a big party the first day because it was our son's first birthday. Um, first or second? Second. First, second birthday. Mm -hmm. um, and we had a great party. And, um, and then we were like, what are we going to do now? And we were like, we have to get part of the community. You know, we, I, I don't want us to be kind of like that outsider. I want him to know his neighbors. I want him to know, you know, people down the street. So we try to find our, our, the first church. We're not church going folks, but we wanted to be a part of a community. And we found Maru Church and we just started going. Um, and then Natalie met someone else and then she got part of the community coalition and it felt right. And we were like, okay, these are the type of things we want to know. We want to know what the issues are. We want to be a part of what the conversations are. And we want to influence it because we know that it will impact our son. Right. Um, 
so I think that mantra, we've been taking it on for three and a half years. And then we found out through a friend of Natalie, Audrey. Yeah. That, um, that there was an opportunity to be part of the Board of Education. I found out a little bit more information. I met Anne-Marie. And we aligned on certain things. And, you know, her biggest, um, I guess, platform, if you want to call it, was about equity. And as a diverse, per- as a person of color... A Latino man here representing that community to a certain extent and just people of color as a whole and kind of my background I wanted to be to contribute to that conversation yeah um, because you know I don't see that much advocacy right and and people are like yeah we're gonna help we're gonna help everybody and I come from humble beginnings you know my family came to this country in the late 60s they had nothing you know, and they, you know, they, they didn't educate themselves. They just went to work. And then, you know, I was a product of that. But I was a product of them and the hard work that they did. A product of the educational system that they put me through. And I saw a little bit of the positives and the negatives of that. And then I became an educator through that process because I knew the value that it brought to me. It right. elevated my family. It put us in a different social class, you know. Right. Um and I thought I always wanted to be, I, I, I am a teacher now, I'm an adjunct professor, but when I came out of undergrad, I was like, I'm going to be a professor, I'm just going to, you know, give back, that was kind of my thing, but then I started making money, and I went the money route, but I always kind of f- fell in, volunteer in education. Yeah. Um, and I was like, okay, this is, I think this is my calling. Right. This is where I could probably contribute, because I've gone through it as as a person of color, and, and, and kind of elevating myself through that process. But then I've also volunteered and created organizations that benefited kids, kids that look like me. Right. So if I could do that here, and my son has the benefit of having, you know, a very beautiful, um, smart, you know, mom that's educated and myself. So he's got, he's going to be on the come up anyway. Yeah. But I want him to be around people of color on that come up. And I want to give that help to them right. so we can all raise each other up. Yeah. Yeah. So that's why I'm doing it. That's really, that's, that's great. And, um, so is there anything else? I mean, I told everybody they had, you know, between 20 and 45 minutes, if there's anything else that you wanted to add, um, especially how people can find you, but Mm. anything that's out of the realm of my questions, like, you know, yeah. Um, you know, I, you know, it's, it's, I know it's a hard task to like figure out, you know, who to vote for. Yeah. Right. Because everybody's staying at the center, you know, and it feels like it's a popularity concert, um, you know, competition. Like, you know, it's so funny. Like, I never thought about lawn signs, but I'm like, <laughs> I need to have as many lawn signs out there as possible. Like, get a lawn sign out there, you know, and I don't want it to be about that. Yeah. You know, it should be about like, what are the values that as a community we care about when it comes to our kids? Right. You know, and I'm about equity. Like, you know, I want to make sure, look, I'm, I'm, I'm blessed to, 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 you know, to have a great education, to have a beautiful family, to have a beautiful home. And I have a little extra money. If I have to put a little bit more in in taxes to raise up everybody, let's do it. Because at the end, it's going to help all of us. But let's make sure that we're doing it right when we're putting that money into the system um, and we're being, being very thoughtful right. about how we think about 
you know, everyone and their learning process, you right. know? Um, and I think people have in, intentionally go into these kind of positions with that, with that in hand, but families or the administration or the noise, the white noise that comes out of like all this, uh, what I call in Latino, bochinche or gossip, cause people to deprioritize the kids. Yeah. You know? And if, if I'm going to be there, I'm going to always keep it focused. You know, I don't have time to waste. Right. You know, I don't want to spend six hours having conversations about some, you know, things that are meaningless. I want to focus on how are we going to get this right? Because I want to go back and spend time with my son and my family. Right. You know? Right. So you're going to see me very focused on the key issues. Yeah. Hey, we, we got to hire a superintendent. We need the right leadership. And somebody's going to guide us and give us a vision. I think a vision is important. But a person who can operationalize the vision. Right. That's that's the key, right? Because I've seen a lot of leaders that have great vision and no, nothing goes anywhere. So how do you how do you go about choosing that person? Like, what would you personally do <clears throat> to know if this person is really just is if they're blowing smoke and they're just like a walking PowerPoint? <clears throat> yeah. Because we've we've had leaders. Yeah. I call them walking PowerPoints. And yeah, yeah. Make no bones about it. You, yeah. you just. Don't tell me about your beautiful vision if you can't actually like make it happen. No. So how do you how would you say you would determine that someone's a qualified candidate for a superintendent? Um, I think one of them. I'm gonna just talk a little bit about my education. So I went to Teachers College, Columbia University, and have a master's in organizational psychology. And my, I guess my passion was leadership within that curriculum or or that you know, education that I had. So I'm going to apply a lot of what I learned there in thinking about, you know, finding this person. And then just me being an executive for 18 years of my life in big corporate companies, I understand, you know, BS leaders and like people that get shit done. Right. And I'm going to put that lens as we're interviewing folks, you know, Um, and then, you know, help create a framework or assist with providing that advice to the the headhunting firm that we have and to um, our existing principal uh, mm-hmm. superintendent um, to make sure that those um, that framework is being in place when we're thinking about the folks. Right. And what I'm looking for um, is someone who has um, who's in you know not too junior, not too senior, because. Those come with some constraints. They have to be middle of career, really want to kind of make a name for themselves, committed to being here, you know, and this is going to be the hard one, not just three years, three years and beyond, right? Yeah. Um, and I, I'm hearing the 10 years around three years, <clears throat> how to find somebody who's really committed to staying the long haul, because it's not, it's going to take a while to get there. Second one, who has the empathy for the teachers? I think if we don't fundamentally give the teachers or like or, or create a system of retention of career development of understanding what does it mean to stay in this district and give them that empathy right um and they show and prove that they can the the superintendent can do that um it's going to be a challenge i think it's one of the bigger challenges that people don't really talk about how would you find out if like how would you 
is that like conversations and interviews or researching? It, w- it would be conversations and interviews with, with the superintendent, but it would also be talking to people that work with him or her. Yeah. You know, um, in their past experiences. What has have they done? And I don't want to hear just the, oh, they're great. I want to hear what they were bad at, you yeah. know, and how did they improve themselves? And are they self-aware of those things? Yeah. Because nobody's going to be perfect. But we have to be okay with understanding the complete picture and then feeding, you know, that person, you know, the strength of doing their positive stuff that they know how to do, but also giving them the support to fix themselves as they're going through this process. Yeah. Have you done any research on how the processes, how those kinds of processes go? So my understanding is that it's pretty hard to find the unicorn superintendent that you're describing. No, it's going to be so hard to find. I have loved Dr. Fakara. You know, I'll put that out there in terms. And I, I, we can't keep him because he's got all the experience. He goes in, I believe as a change agent, he goes in and is able to do that, but then he has to leave. Like that's just what he does. So, um, yeah, have you learned about anybody's experience in getting it right, or what pitfalls can we watch out for? To because yeah. we can't, we can say, do you want to stay for longer than three years? And people could say yes. Yeah, um, I think I think we have two positive things on our side, right? We have Dr. Fakara, right? Mm-hmm. So he's going to be part of that process, which is great. Yeah, because he cares. Yeah, I so agree. so he's taking us, and he's actually operationalized a lot of things that we want. So I think he's vested in making sure that it continues. Yeah. So I think that's a positive, and he'll be part of that process. Right. Um, and the second piece is that we hired a headhunting firm um, who is run by a person that was in the district as a principal, and he's helping guide that process and understands kind of the New Jersey educational system. So I think, I think that was very strategic and very good decisions of the board to put those two peoples in place. Um, I think, you know, the board needs to be vested in that process, which I I know they are, but I think we need to figure out how do we create the right type of feedback mechanism within the community so it doesn't become like a witch hunt or it doesn't become like, uh, you know, we can't make a decision because we're getting too many voices in that process but we also want to get the community part of that process so they're vested because they could we can hire the best person and then we'll shoot them down while or him or her down while they're you know you know starting up that process of of becoming our new leader so i think i think that's a fine line it's a very fine line getting the community involved is like has (laughs) it's positive and negative yeah yeah but in regards to research i think that's the type of research that i've been doing just understanding how it's working Mm -hmm. and then i've gone to a couple of um uh, uh, dr fakara's kind of open sessions within the school Mm -hmm. where they're like okay what are you looking for and you know what? What what should be some of the good things about the district? Some of the bad things. What are you looking for in the, in the thing? So he's already doing that process now, yeah. and I got to hear you know some of the frustrations, and I think some people are hopeful. Yeah, you know, which is good. Like like feed that energy. Yeah, you know, absolutely. into this process. So cool. I think that's cool. Yeah. Um, so um, how can people find you? How can people find me? That's a good question. <laughs> um, if they want to reach out after they hear on, this interview. Uh, on Facebook. Okay. You know, I'm on Facebook. Javier Farfan. 
you can email me. Okay. What's your email address? So it's javier.farfan at gmail.com. Guys, I'll put that in the show notes. Yes. So you can get that. Um, and do you have... And, and you then have I'm like in the neighborhood. Cat- so just wave at me. <laughs> lawn signs. Do you I'm have a candidacy um, page or the candidacy website? Yes, I do. Oh, yes, I do. Um, it is called boe.com. I have to... I have to... BOE 2018.com. Wow. Okay. BOE2018.com. Exactly. And again, that'll be in the show notes for those of you who want to go look there. And your running your running mate is Amory Maney. Yes. And yes. who has already been on the board. Yeah, she's she's years. she's now on the board now. She's going after her incumbency and she's been a breath of fresh air. You were very aligned on kind of how to approach the 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 um priorities for the for the next three years and you know you know i she's a hard worker and she cares like she's on it man she keeps me on it like this yesterday morning we were five thirty in the morning six in the morning giving out from pamphlets at the train station like we're 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 going about it we're getting our message out there so I'm, i appreciate her and i appreciate the work that she's done for the community for for the past three years and what she's done with her school and just being involved for the past 10, 15 years that she's been in the community. I would have to say that fortune smiles down on those who are running with an incumbent. Yeah. Because I think that it just gives you um, an edge in terms of understanding. Like there's so a, much. Those of us so who true. think we know what the board does. Yeah. Those of us who know what a board does. I am a dork in terms of the fact and I, I like acknowledge the... I, I wouldn't even say a dork. I'm I'm an I like to be educated. I like to educate yeah. myself. I enjoy research, and I've researched what boards can and cannot do. I exactly. have researched the methodology that our board is allowed to use, and I feel like it has strengthened my understanding. Yeah. And I I've, I've actually encouraged my listeners and my friends and like everybody I meet to go get educated about what a board member can and cannot do because yeah. it really does also inform how you take in, you know, who... And what type of questions you ask them right. about what they should be doing. It's exactly right. Like, I think that was a benefit in the beginning. Like, she gave me the parameters. Like, we're accountable um, to keep the superintendent accountable. Right. You know? And we guide that ship or that perspective for that superintendent, right? right. So if we tell them, hey... You know, we can't. We don't hire anybody. He hires folks. Right. We approve that process. Right. We don't do the communication to the community. He does. You know, and we have to work with here right now. It's he, he or she in the future on how those things work. Right. Um, but we're not the ones, you know, dealing with the day to day things that are happening because that's somebody else's job. Right. You know, and I've served on a couple of boards. I was on a board of, of diversity at PepsiCo before. So I've seen that was kind of my first experience of how to deal with being on a board and what it means to be an advisor versus like an actual doer. Right. And then I was also, you know, on, on I, I owned a co-op in New York City. So I was a board of a co-op. So that's a whole other monster yeah um, um so I, I i i get a sense of of that so i'm gonna bring a little bit of that experience to this board cool yeah well thank you so much for no, coming thank here you today. for having me and off camera you can't see this but you've seen javier gesture to his lovely lovely partner and <laughs> let's give her a shout out yes natalie farfan she's here um and she's doing something december 7th <laughs> La Bruja, Let's just do a little plug. Yeah, La Bruja is coming to Maplewood, so you got to go to her event. 
Cool. So that'll that'll be that'll be in the show notes at some other point. Yeah. We're gonna keep we're gonna keep it on the school board. But I just want to thank you for coming and thank you, Natalie, you. off camera for coming. And I'm gonna end our interview for the moment. Thank you so much for watching today, and thank you for listening. And we are out. Well, thank you so much for listening to my interview with Javier Farfan. Uh, just make sure that you keep an eye out for the other candidates. Um, and try to do everything you can to go and meet them in person. There are so many events coming up that you're likely to see one or two or three or more of them at uh, the local, you know, events on the weekends. But also try to make a time to go to one of their coffee um, conversations or their playdates in the park. I know people have been very um, successful at doing some really original meet and greets and I think that it's just a great way to get to know your candidates better. Thank you again for listening. I look forward to reaching out and talking to you on Instagram, Facebook and the like. Enjoy your weekend and remember get out the vote on November 6th.